It's Tuesday, October 26th. Welcome to the News Diet, a healthier alternative for staying informed. I'm your host, Michelle Carroll. Today, I'm going to talk about children and the COVID vaccine, Alec Baldwin's accidental shooting on set, and the military coup in Sudan. Let's be informed so we can get on with our day. It looks like the FDA could soon give the approval for children to receive certain COVID-19 vaccines. Since the start of the vaccine rollouts, children have mostly been left out of the conversation, as data was limited on the safety of the shots for youth. As of right now, only children aged 12 years and older can receive the Pfizer shot. But today, an FDA advisory board is set to review findings from Pfizer that apparently show the vaccine is safe and effective for kids 5 to 11. Apparently, the results show a 91% efficacy rate in preventing symptomatic illness from the virus. And just yesterday, Moderna announced its own findings that their shots are also safe for the same group, around 6 to 11. They say that the dosage is half of what is given to adults and that the two doses are given 28 days apart. Moderna also says that any side effects appear to be pretty mild, often in the form of headaches, sore arms, fever, and fatigue. Some parents are hesitant to sign their children up, however. Without records of long-term effects yet, some are finding it hard to justify giving young kids this shot, citing the low COVID death rates among children. According to the CDC, since January 2020, less than 450 children under the age of 18 have died from the virus. And according to the American Academy of Pediatrics, of children who have been affected, 0-0.03% have actually resulted in death. The range is because different states reported different results from their residents. As a side note, China recently announced that children as young as three can start receiving their vaccines. And some countries, like Cuba, have started vaccinating children as young as two. President Biden has said that if regulators do approve of the vaccine, then there are already millions of doses ready to go, and the U.S. could start rolling them out as soon as early November. An investigation is still underway to find out how a loaded gun found its way onto the film set of Rust that killed cinematographer Helena Hutchins after actor Alec Baldwin fired what he thought was an empty prop gun. The shot also injured the film's director, Joel Sousa. Authorities are still conducting their investigation, which has so far involved a search of the New Mexico set and the seizure of the guns and ammunition that were present, as well as some blood, saliva, skin, and hair samples of some undisclosed film members. But in the meantime, some crew members are speaking out. Apparently, there were safety issues on the set before this incident even happened. A week earlier, three members quit the shoot after there were two other accidental weapon discharges. And crew members from past film sets have emerged to speak out about the movie's assistant director, Dave Halls. The multiple stories from multiple different projects paint a picture of an AD not very concerned with safety. In fact, in 2019, he had been fired from another project after a gun was accidentally discharged, which also injured a crew member. And in last week's instance, apparently he was the one that handed Alec Baldwin the gun to use. Who ultimately was responsible is still unclear. 
On Sunday in New Mexico, a vigil was held for cinematographer Helena Hutchins. The Biden administration announced the suspension of $700 million in planned aid for the country of Sudan after the military conducted a coup against the government. They arrested the prime minister and other senior officials, shut down internet and telecommunication services, and took over the state-run media. This comes two years after civilian demonstrators were successful at ousting longtime dictator Omar al-Bashir. The time since has been used as a transitional period, with only weeks left before Sudan's sovereign council was to be transferred to a civilian-led government. Shortly after Monday's events unfolded, people took to the streets again, this time to protest the military's actions. The international reaction has also been critical, with the United Nations Security Council scheduled for an emergency closed-door meeting later today. State Department spokesperson Ned Price spoke about the events unfolding. We have made very clear, including uh, in the topper I read just a moment ago, uh, that military officials should immediately release all detained political actors. They should fully restore the civilian-led transitional government. They should refrain from any violence against protesters, including the use of live ammunition. Uh, we will, and we already have, including with uh, the pause and the $700 million uh, of uh, assistance, uh, hold accountable those who uh, are responsible, uh, including, for, uh, including those who may be responsible for violence against peaceful protesters. Um, we're not going to preview uh, policy actions that uh, we might take. Again, it's very early hours. Uh, we are watching very closely uh, to see how the military uh, responds uh, to do everything we can to see to it uh, that the military respects the right of peaceful assembly and ultimately to see to it that the military respects the aspirations of the Sudanese people uh, to restore the country's path to democracy. The U.S. has stalled planned financial help, but expressed willingness to continue aid if the actions are reversed and the detained military officials are released. Today is Tuesday, October 26th, and you've just been informed. Now it's time to get on with your day. I'm Michelle Carroll. Thanks so much for listening. If you like The News Diet, be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast so you can always get the latest episode. And leave a review as we all know how that helps boost a show's visibility. If you have any suggestions on how I can improve the show, I definitely want to hear from you. I want the news diet to be as valuable as possible for you, so if you feel compelled, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram at the news diet or directly to my email feedback at thenewsdiet.com.